Many soldiers of the trenches of the Western Front didn't get a lot of praise until after the war. However, the newer type of soldier, the ace pilot, had a lot of status throughout the war. I'm Joseph Campbell, and this is my podcast on how pilots and the air crewmen lived during World War I. To say that the pilot's training was difficult is an understatement. Out of 14,000 British pilots that died in the war, 8,000 of them were killed just by the training alone. This is because the aircraft that they used in training couldn't take the strain of difficult maneuvers and that the instructors had just as much training and experience as the men they were teaching. As difficult solo flight training was, it was also difficult to fly with an instructor as there was no radios to communicate with and they had to use hand signals instead. It should also be noted that early aircraft had no seat belts to keep the pilots safe if there was a sudden bank or dipping of the wings. Parachutes were also not given to pilots because the planes were too deemed were deemed too valuable to lose and they would rather have the pilot take it back to base than lose the plane. However, the balloon crewmen did have parachutes. After completing basic and advanced training, pilots were sent immediately to the front lines. However, the air war couldn't have been done so effectively if it wasn't for the mechanics that operated from an aerodrome. Mechanics were absolutely vital in order for aircraft to be able to fly to the front with the least amount of mishaps as possible. At least, a lot of people think that during the war, mechanics tend to be rather safe from the dangers of it. But this wasn't true at first. During the war movement in the Western Front of 1914, many Allied airfields close to the front lines, where they would have to repair aircraft that landed close to the front, would soon be captured by the Germans. Future ace mechanic James McCudden had to repair an airplane that landed short of the front lines in Moss, Belgium. After his repair, he had to leave the area by car, with the Germans in pursuit. He escaped once he arrived and evacuated his aerodrome. In terms of how pilots fared with the war and survival, by 1916, the average life expectancy of pilots was average was two and a half months for fighter pilots and four months for the two-seater recon plane pilot. As fighter planes and anti-aircraft guns improved during the war, the survival rate lowered drastically to about three weeks, especially in the time of the advance. Now it's time to talk about the aces. Many people might think, what does it require to be an ace? An ace is a pilot who has five or more aerial kills under his name. Where the idea of one-on-one duels on the ground were quite over as the chivalrous way to fight, one-on-one air duels were quite common in the air. One doctrine taught by fighter pilots, especially Germans, was the known as Dicta Bolka, made by German ace Oswald Bolka, that were, there were just eight rules in order to survive the war with success, and they are the following. One, Try to secure the advantages before attacking. If possible, keep the sun behind you. 2. Always carry through an attack when you start it. Be committed. 3. Fire only at close range and only when your opponent is properly in your sights to preserve your ammunition. 4. Always keep your eye on your opponent and never let yourself be deceived by ruses. 5. In any form of attack, it is essential to assail your opponent from behind or as vulnerable 6 o'clock. 6. If your opponent dives on you, do not try to evade his onslaught, but to fly to meet him head-on. 7. When over the enemy's line, never forget your own line of retreat so you can fly safely home. 8. For the squadron, attack on principle in groups of 4 or 6. When the attack breaks up into a series of single combats, take care that the several do not go for one opponent. It should be noted that aces were treated as household names on the home front. 
Everyone in Germany has heard of Edward von Richthofen, and everyone has heard of René Fonck in France. However, for a while, Britain didn't make aces public due to their low survival, rate, survival rates and to prevent their pilots to be treated as invincible. Now I'll start to name some aces, and I'll start with Germany's. Edward von Richthofen, a.k.a. the Red Baron, 80 kills. Richthofen is the highest scoring ace of aces in the First World War. Also, more than half of his kills are actually recon planes and not fighter planes. He was notable for flying his Red Fokker DR-1 triplane, but most of his kills are actually from the Albatross series fighter planes that were also painted red to distinguish himself to his enemies. Another German ace is Ernst Udet, 62 kills. Also the first pilot to successfully use a parachute to bail out of a plane that, he was, that was shot down. France had the highest scoring ace in, allied ace in World War I, which is René Funk, with 75 confirmed kills, even though he claims he shot down 127 German planes. He was also less popular than the, to the public, but the person the public loved more was Georges Ganemar, sorry to mispronounce that, 54 kills, and this is due to his gentle yet frail demeanor, but he fought like a madman in the air. Unfortunately, he was shot down and killed in 1917. Britain's aces were different, too. Albert Ball was actually similar to Ganemar in the fact that he was more gentle on the ground, but was had no strategy and, no, and just attacked head-on in the air, which also eventually cost him his life. Britain's highest ace was McManic, and actually the fact is that his um, scores were disputed, so the title actually went to Canadian ace Billy Bishop with 72 victories. Also, the, when the Americans joined in in 1918 for pilots, the highest ace for them was Eddie Reckenbacker, 26. There's actually a saying that he possibly got more kills, but he usually shared some of those kills with some pilots to help boost morale. Another interesting thing to know about him is that actually before the war, he was an Indy 500 racer, and he raced there four times. I want to thank the people, too, to listen to this, who listen to my podcasts, and also, I hope to do this again maybe sometime soon. All right. I'll see you around. You all have a good day.